Well, these magi that we hear about in our gospel were people who could read the stars. They studied the stars of night, and so they were a people who were familiar with darkness, the darkness of night, but how that night was illuminated by the stars in the sky, and they noticed that mysterious star, and they knew that there must be some great news that this star is foretelling. And so they set out, and they go, and they arrive, as we heard in the gospel, in Bethlehem or in some other place. They entered the house, and there they saw Jesus with his mother and with St. Joseph as well. And they brought him those gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This idea of darkness is one that is very familiar as a motif in the Gospels and in the sacred scriptures. Even in our first reading today from the book of the prophet Isaiah, it said, See, darkness covers the earth and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines and over you appears his glory. So there is darkness, but then Christ shines his light. He brings light into that darkness. And so sometimes we choose to walk in darkness. There are different ways in which we choose darkness or walk in darkness, maybe sometimes not even knowing it ourselves. One of the ways that we walk in darkness is by sin. That sin kind of dampens the light of Christ in our life, and so there's this darkness that overcomes us. There could be a darkness of error, meaning that we believe something wrongly. There could be a darkness of ignorance, that we don't know something. And so we are in darkness since we have no knowledge. There's the darkness also of unforgiveness, of cold-heartedness, for example. These are just a few ways that I think commonly we might walk in darkness in our lives to this very day, but Christ comes. He came as this infant, and so he shines light into these dark areas of our life, that just in the darkness of the night, that star illuminated it, and Christ brings light into darkness. So he can shine light then. So in the darkness of sin, Christ exposes it. We see it a little bit in the Gospels. For example, he's able to tell some people their sins even without them naming it. He is able to uh, also call out someone who is in sin and bring them to a point of repentance. Christ shines light in darkness where there is error and ignorance because as we hear his words of teaching in the gospel, well, then that brings light to us so that we might know the truth as Jesus we know is the way, the truth, and the life. In the darkness of unforgiveness, Jesus brings light because he teaches us that we must forgive one another seven times, 70 times. And so this is how Christ brings light into some of those dark areas of our life. Our first reading also said today that nations shall walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance. I think we can extend that to all believers. Well, all believers will walk by your light and your shining radiance. So we want to walk by this light of Christ in which he shines in our life so that that light might guide our steps each and every day. 
To walk in the light of Christ would mean to walk a virtuous life. So we know a lot of those virtues, faith, hope, and love are the theological virtues. Prudence and justice and courage are, and temperance, those are the cardinal virtues. And we know other virtues as well, humility, for example, purity, etc. So when we walk in the light of Christ, we walk this virtuous life. As we walk by Christ's light, his commandments, his teachings also become guides for us so that we might always walk as children of the light. Because of Christmas, because of this manifestation of the epiphany, we no longer walk in darkness, for we know who Christ is and we know who he came for. He came for us so that he might die for our sins that we might live forever in the light of the kingdom of heaven.